It's Monday. It's December 23rd. And the word of the day is motherfucker, which means a despicable or very unpleasant person or thing. Used in a sentence, we impeached the motherfucker. Yeah, we did. And now we wait. (laughs) (laughs) For Mitch McConnell's heart to grow three sizes that day? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a far smaller blockage would do the trick. Anyway, I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. Wouldn't touch him with a 39 and a half foot exit pole. I'm Heath Enright. (laughs) And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the president keeps asking what his handcuff size is, just in case. <laughs> A 17-year-old will reenact every flight I've ever taken with United. <laughs> and Donald Trump catches Nancy Pelosi doing both this and that red-handed. <laughs> One for the other, no less. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight, Our fellow skeptic rats, no illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, what did you ask Santa for this year? Articles of impeachment. A lap dance. What? Yeah, we're we're running out of malls we aren't banned from, actually. I don't understand. (laughs) They say you can ask for... I don't want to get into it. It's a whole thing. We're we're holding on to those articles. We'll see if they have a lap dance involved. (laughs) We'll find out in our lead story tonight. We impeached the motherfucker. Just wanted to say that one more time. Or as the Queen's Daily Eagle put it, headline, Queen's Man Impeached, (laughs) which is fantastic. (laughs) Donald Trump is now officially the third sitting president in history to ever be impeached by the U.S. House of Representatives, along with Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. But unlike Clinton, nobody wants to give Donald Trump a blowjob ever. And (laughs) unlike Andrew Johnson, Trump has... Nearly full support of the voters who own Confederate flags. (laughs) Johnson, you know, he supported states' rights to have black codes, but he never tried to make a travel ban on Africa plus Venezuela during the Reconstruction period. And as long as we're comparing impeachment stuff, the fact that Trump didn't resign puts him behind Richard Nixon in terms of integrity. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell, we're going to have to use a stronger word than disgrace in the future. Like, yeah, well, like, it. Is, is it just me, or is Watergate impossibly quaint now? Yep. Right? It's like <laughs> Keith telling Eli about a, a kinky sex thing he did, or Eli telling me about <laughs> how high he got. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to complete that. I wanted to do a Noah to Heat. I couldn't think of anything that would work. Well, I just like to dwell on the fact that I've had sex with a woman in that story. Cool. <laughs> so, nailed it. Nailing it. I have a happy life. So, the vote in the House fell almost entirely along party lines, with a few notable exceptions. The only non Democrat to vote in favor of laws being real was ex Republican independent Justin Amash of Michigan. Good job by him. And the only Democrats who voted against laws being real and voted against both articles were selling their soul to maybe get reelected in districts that were won by Trump in 2016. Those cowards are Colin Peterson of Minnesota and soon to be ex-Democrat Jeff Van Drew of (laughs) Eli's chosen state where he lives. Shut up. Nobody was talking about Ohio before you say anything. (laughs) And Van Drew's entire staff 
in response to this, they've already quit, and yep. he, he's definitely going to lose his next election regardless because now everyone hates him. Uh, also, Tulsi Gabbard was there <laughs> at the vote. Yes. When asked if the very clear evidence of a crime indicated a crime to her, she answered, Hello, today, here, <laughs> here, present, I vote present. Uh, by the way, if you are not following the coverage of the Jeff Van Drew debacle on NJ.com, you are missing out. A ton of the people that work with him are just these old school New Jersey civil servants. So a third of the interviews are just like, so what do you think of this? I'm going to fuck that guy's face. I'm going to find him and I'm going to fuck his face. I used to be a mailman, but now I'm a face fucker. <laughs> this is the news in this state. <laughs> I feel like I've tried to go on NJ.com and they have that like paywall. And I was like, fuck you. I'm buying yeah, right. a subscription to NJ.com.geocities.org. Fuck off. Does your news not have enough hand waving? Come on down to NJ.com. <laughs> And if you guys don't mind, I want to circle back around to Tulsi Gabbard for a second, because not for nothing, but a lot of you guys liked Tulsi Gabbard. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience, right? Like, I oh, saw I a bunch of say. listeners <laughs> on Facebook going like, yeah, no, this Tulsi Gabbard, though, seems like a straight shooter. I like her, like, early on in the race. They're not saying cool. it now. Of have course. they changed their mind, be based on the new information? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they have, which is good. But, like, also, hey, guys, like... Let's make a learning moment of that, right? Reassess how you're evaluating candidates, okay? Yeah. Like, seriously, that's the fucking takeaway. If at any point you supported Tulsi Gabbard or Andrew Yang for that fucking matter, you've got to admit to yourself that you don't know how to choose candidates and maybe find a new method. Right. <laughs> and between now and then, between now and perfecting that fucking method, just vote for whoever he tells you to vote for. He has a degree in that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Easy. It's worth right. providing useful information. So, <laughs> now that the impeachment is official, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is in charge of delivering the impeachment charges to the Senate. And Pelosi's going to go ahead and do that when she's good and goddamn ready to <laughs> Hell do that. yes, she is. <laughs> I am loving this new angle. I hadn't considered this ahead of time, but Pelosi obviously did. Smart lady. Trump obviously wanted to get this to a Senate trial as quickly as possible so he can say he was acquitted right away. But that can't happen until Pelosi sends over the charges. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, the House can continue investigating. They can wait for court cases that might force more people to testify. They can ask the Senate to describe an actual fair trial so that we can at least call them liars later when they obviously don't do yeah, that. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can wait for a member of the Trump team to butt-dial a journalist and confess to more crimes, which <laughs> yep. is highly likely. Mm -hmm. And we can watch the president become livid with rage. So there's just so many good things that are going to happen with this little pause. And, of course, we can watch Trump tweeting pictures of himself as ever more ridiculous fictional characters, too. So... Yeah, pin in that for later. We'll talk about a little bit of that well, some more in a minute. I just love that Nancy Pelosi is single-handedly destroying the Republican Stonewall by saying she'll send over the impeachment records when 
she can make it to 10 without them screaming. She's just like, all right, here we go. Ready? One, two. I would die for my God. See, there you go. Starting over. Right. Would you get to nine? Well, two? Pelosi two? Fuck. has been the perfect foil to Trump. And obviously... Right? Because who can shut that toddler the fuck down? Grandma can. This whole thing with the articles of impeachment, right? This is a marshmallow sitting on top of the fridge that he can't reach that yeah. she's going to give him <laughs> exactly. if, if he's good. Like, it, all the way down to, like, her, the little clap that she used during his state. Yes, oh. you got your shoes on. Now let's fucking go. Right? Yeah. They are Velcro, but still. Clap, clap. There you Grandma go. Grandma tactics all the way. You're the president. Yes, you are. So... <laughs> Oh, God. Regardless of what happens with delivering the articles of impeachment to the Senate, it doesn't look like we're getting rid of Donald Trump without beating him in an election. Yeah. Again. And (laughs) even if he did get removed, our president would be Mike Pence. But there is some good news. Okay. Wait for it. Joey Salads has to remove his left testicle. <laughs> yes, this he does. Makes me so he happy. does. That's right. <laughs> Internet personality Joe Saladino, aka Joey Salads, the Republican congressional candidate from Staten Island, the Tom Green of YouTube from the Tom Green borough of New York City, <laughs> who ran on the platform of Watch Me Drink My Own Urine, I Have Attention Now, Vote For Me. He promised in September, quote, if Trump gets impeached, I will donate my left, capitalized left, (laughs) testicle to medical research. End exact quote. Okay. I know this seems like a small thing. What are we going to learn from Joey (laughs) Salad's left testicle? I mean, besides some kind of like CRISPR filter we could put. Well, you know, yep. I take it back. So, I take it back. Yeah, right. Right. It. No, yep. exactly. It's not that I want us to have it. It's that I want him to not have it. Right. <laughs> if ever a man proved himself untrustworthy around his own semen. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. How do we genetically engineer nobody to ever drive a yellow Camaro and have a conservative <laughs> YouTube channel? <laughs> there it is. All right. And on Wednesday night, after the impeachment, Joey Salads tweeted a photo of himself in a hospital claiming that he did it, claiming that he followed up on his promise. But then everybody asked, hey, why are you wearing the same hospital gown, the exact same one from an old video that you already made? And it looks like the, the room background is the same. And why would you need an oxygen tube on your face for a testicle operation <laughs> and still have it on after while you're taking a selfie? And why would a doctor let you schedule an elective <laughs> testicle removal right? that, that you were going to cancel if the House vote went the other way that afternoon? And he responded, I'm no longer running for Congress. Um Pretty sure my Republican steroid dealer can get plenty of votes from the people of Staten Island. I'm going to be fine. He actually announced that a little bit before, but that's what happened. He's no longer running because some other terrible, terrible person is running as a Republican in yeah. Staten in New York 11, which is Staten Island, basically. Yeah. I, I love that if he had just tweeted out a picture of a bloody envelope addressed to science with scissors in the background... It would have been a more believable route, right? Like, I'm not saying that would have been believable. I'm just saying it would have been a step up from what he did. <laughs> so, Joey Salads, um, 
I know you're listening. If you need some help following through on your promise, we know you're lying so far. But if you need some help with that, we do have an expert with a varmint hammer we do. ready we to do. fly to Staten Island very quickly. Yeah, Happy no to quit do it. smoking. It's only fair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you could fly with a varmint hammer, but I'm pretty sure she can do the I Thor's honest, hammer thing yes, with that. Yep, yep. Or just throw it from here and hit him. You know, like, <laughs> honestly, that's how good she is with that. Thing. There you go. Put it out. Put it out a little bit in front of you. We got you. It's going to be like Annie Oakley shooting the cigarette out of that Duke's mouth. <laughs> All right. Last thing on this story. In response to Nancy Pelosi's pause while she demands a fair trial from Mitch McConnell, Trump... Couldn't help but <laughs> what he thinks is show off his legal expertise. He tweeted, quote, Nancy Pelosi is looking for a quid pro quo with the Senate. Why aren't we impeaching her? And exact again, quote. Um, yes, yeah, so that's a tricky one, Donald Trump president of the united states um, just top of my head the united states senate is not a foreign country there's um, one difference i feel like that's salient point um any other reasons we, we aren't impeaching nancy pelosi also uh she'd yell at us if that's not well, a thing <laughs> both correct okay um also every single example of the words this and that, those those aren't all bribery. If yeah, right. the words this and that are involved in something. Like Nancy Pelosi also offered to give her supermarket money, this money, for food. That food. It doesn't always count. You're dumb. All right. And quick while we check to see if the explanation of the Latin phrase to a man who doesn't get flushing the toilet or wiping his ass stuck. We're going to pause for a quick <laughs> word from this week's sponsor. Hi, I'm Eli Bosnick. And I'm Heath Enright. You know, in today's politically charged environment, it could be easy to overlook allies over small differences. And if we took a moment we'd realize we're not so different after all. That's right. So please. Please. Don't Matt Bevan. Don't Matt Bevan. We know Matt Bevan pardoned literally hundreds of people, including child rapists and murderers, on his last days in office, quite obviously because their families gave him money. But please, do not him. And yes, he did go on the radio and say he pardoned one of those child rapists because his victim's hymen was still intact. But that is no excuse to him. Because even though Matt Bevan will have absolutely no bodyguards or other forms of security around him when he leaves office, and there would be hundreds of highly motivated suspects to ensure you didn't get caught, despite all that, don't him. Don't Matt Bevan. Hey, guys. You already finished that uh, Blue Apron ad? Yep. Y yes. Blue Apron. apron. Yep. Blue Apron is done. <laughs> Just to be clear, no reasonable person could believe the message of this ad was actually or the sarcastic message of this ad was don't did did I say it right? I don't think you said it right, man. Nope. Disclaimed. Said it right. <laughs> it's been disclaimed. <laughs> Legal. Nailed it. Laws. <laughs> and.
Catch Me If You Can news. A 17-year-old girl climbed a fence topped with barbed wire at the Fresno Yosemite International Airport, stole a $2 million private plane, and promptly drove it into a fence this week in what local newscasters and podcasters are calling a pretty bitchin' bit of rebellion. Nice work. The Barefoot Bandit has a copycat rogue. I'm a huge fan of Barefoot Bandit and this person who did this. Good work. Al-Qaeda did it better. They did. It's true. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Now, before you worry, nobody was harmed. Uh, However, police reported that when they found the teen, she was, quote, disoriented and was uncooperative with police when she was taken into custody, end quote. Because... If you're going to steal a plane and crash it into a fence, you're sure as hell not going to go quietly. <laughs> Just screaming stuff that makes no sense. She's like, say hello to my little friend. You don't have a gun, ma'am. You're just you're holding just, nothing. Just, Relax. I'd love to know what would make sense in that moment. By the way, <laughs> officers, she was disoriented before as well. Like, this is not a result of the plane crash. Yeah, the trying to fly a plane thing. So the girl has since been arrested on suspicion of theft of an aircraft. Suspicion? Mm-hmm. Um, feels like they have a pretty solid case there. <laughs> well, we don't know. Innocent till proven guilty, and she has been booked into juvenile hall. Now, the girl's mother told a Fresno news station that she hadn't heard from her daughter since the previous Tuesday. Either way, since she's a minor, her name will be unreleased, and we here at The Skeptocrat would like to recommend the young lady just ask one of the stewardesses for some of those wings next time she flies on the plane. It's so much safer. I mean, I get it, but just ask, Phil. If you're on United, maybe (laughs) not so much, but yeah, any other airline. And in We Don't Need No Stinking Budgets news tonight. Phenomenal. The government is still up and running this week after budget negotiations did their damnedest to make my Christmas shopping look punctual this week, squeaking out a deal mere hours before the Saturday deadline. Kind of. Ultimately, they agreed to a massive $1.4 trillion spending package. To put that number in perspective, that's like... 14 times as much money as the Mormons are hoarding under the false pretense of charitable donations, for example. (laughs) Hey, quick little tip for the GOP. If you want to be fiscally conservative and you want to complain about all those tax and spend liberals, the opposite of that is not don't tax and spend. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Okay. On the bright side, we got a motherfucking Space Force, bitches! (laughs) No, we don't. We'll get to that later. Um, Now, to Congress's credit, they actually passed this thing on Tuesday, a whole four (laughs) days before the assignment was due. But they still had to fight with Trump to get his dumb ass to sign it rather than vetoing it and sending thousands of government employees on indefinite unplanned furlough the weekend before Christmas. Because when the ghost of Christmas future showed up and saw what those Russian ladies were peeing on, they just turned the fuck back around, apparently. (laughs) He's like, wow, okay. I'm going to go check on Jeffrey Epstein in his cell instead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, having a bad week. (laughs) And look, this isn't that much of a news item. They've been kicking this can down the road since September or so. Um, And it actually, I guess it is a big deal that Congress managed to put together a budget deal that funds the government more than like five business days at this point. But the reason I wanted to cover it is because of some of the provisions that Schmuckle Orange apparently objected to, including provisions that would A force him to actually give the money earmarked for military aid to Ukraine to Ukraine for military aid, and B, force him to publicly admit if he didn't. (laughs) 
Yes, Congress <laughs> tried to insert multiple provisions in the budget that would simply require the president to do what it says in the budget that he's required to do, and the Trump administration called them <laughs> non-starters. It's like Congress has this super drunk girlfriend about to yell a slur at a huge not-white guy at the bar. And Congress is just trying to, like, run in front of her and block her from interacting with anything in the world <laughs> until he can get her to leave. God. Right. But in this case, she's already under arrest for the slur she yelled at that giant Ukrainian guy. And at this <laughs> yes, point, yes. we're just trying not to catch extra charges. We're telling right. the people from cops that we won't sign the waiver. <laughs> How many slurs for Ukrainian guy did you know? <laughs> so, well, it's a lot. He asked. You had four. I heard four. He's a big old Yuki. You said, you, wow. He's a big Yuki. Okay. So, now, in defense of the White House, any president would have bristled at provisions that tell him what to do, right? Like, like the Ukraine provision said, you got to give them this money in the next 45 days. And technically, when they give them the money is the executive branch's prerogative. Uh, so if the Republicans had put those same provisions in a budget back in 2010, Obama would have done the same thing. But the key here is that before Trump, no one would have ever thought to do that because <laughs> even the chicken little bullshit artists in the anti-Obama camp never seriously thought that he would use congressional appropriations as bribes to foreign leaders. They never even unseriously thought it, right? The people who accused him of running an international satanic child rape cabal out of a pizza place never even thought to accuse him of the shit Trump did. That's the level of crimes this man commits. Okay, that said, if it turns out that Trump has a child harem under Comet Pizza... I, for one, am looking forward to Lindsey Graham's red-faced comparison to his childhood lemonade stand. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying these hardworking kids creating that jobs. president... Never! Never! Relax. Relax. All right. Don't him either. <laughs> Next up in headlines... Donald Trump is having a bad week. Like, for Donald Trump, it's a bad week. <laughs> this is pretty great. After getting impeached, he clearly did a bunch of that, you know, frantic, grunty, squealy, punching pillows thing. It never really provides the satisfaction you're hoping for, and you punch them a little too hard, but they're too soft, and you can't really get out the anger enough. Fuck you, you guys do that too. And then he probably picked something like too hard to punch and then he hurt himself and then he made tall Tyler call a doctor and then he opened up Twitter and saw everyone making fun of him. So he had another another round of the punchy tantrum and a second doctor's visit and finally he calmed down. So but, um, <laughs> but not enough to type on a keyboard. So we got another Photoshop tweet. Oh, good. Donald Trump. This is the pin from before I was talking about. On the night of his impeachment, the very first tweet from Donald Trump was a black and white photo of him doing the the Uncle Sam finger point. Yeah. Captioned with the phrase, in reality, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just in the way. I mean... 
kind of feel like he's not wrong, right? Like, I, I know we're sending Orange Man to jail for crimes, but symbolically, I like to think it's about, you know, what if we didn't put Nazis in power every eight years because your shitty uncle from Pennsylvania's vote counts more than yours? That's... Right, what it means but, in my heart. But, but symbolically, it's not about that because we're not talking about putting Mike Pence in jail at the same time. Look, Pence is every bit as evil, and while he's never been the smartest man in any given Walmart, he's orders of magnitude smarter than Trump. Right? Like, from a purely partisan perspective, we're better off with Trump. This actually is just about the high crimes and misdemeanors. <laughs> For yeah. you, maybe. There's laws. So the content of the words in that <laughs> caption, they're crazy enough. He's so unhinged, he thinks he's actually standing in the way of an anti-Nazi revolution. And he sees himself as the hero in that scenario. Yeah. But he's also right about part of it. We are after his garbage followers. Oh, I yeah. am. I am looking forward to watching ignorant white people get phased out of relevance. So that's accurate, but the photo itself is absurd. First of all, he made the caption using that ridiculous impact font, like from a Minions <laughs> yes. meme. Yep. Yeah. The president of the United States is communicating in impact font memes now. That's okay. what's happening. So now that you say that, I kind of wish we'd gotten to watch Twitter meltdowns of Andrew Jackson and Nixon now. I feel like those would be... <laughs> Andrew Johnson is who you're going for. But Andrew Jackson, too, while we're at it, while we're getting sure. our Twitter meltdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. He's right that we're coming after them, but he's wrong that he's standing in the way, right? Like, if anything, he's making coming after them easier by putting all the racist assholes in the same hat. <laughs> and uh, like I said... The picture definitely has the Uncle Sam thing going, but Trump also clearly thinks he's the godfather. He mm -hmm. definitely wanted to also be kind of like the godfather in this picture. As we know, he's actually the Fredo Corleone of his family, <laughs> but it's adorable that he thinks he's Brando here. <laughs> and if you keep it score at home, Trump now thinks he's Rocky Balboa in Rocky Three. Mm -hmm. He thinks he's Thanos, the genocidal alien, <laughs> heroically. And now he thinks he's Don Corleone slash Uncle Sam. Yes. Yeah. And, and by the way, um, if your workplace is also doing one of those who's next pools, Vegas odds favor Natalie Portman from Black Swan. Probably didn't think of that one. That one's <laughs> probably available. Now <laughs> Mila Kunis just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's a lot of money in her bank account suddenly. <laughs> Not worth. <laughs> also, by the way, we did get a bit more Trumpy confusion during his rally in Michigan last week, also on the same day as the impeachment. So he went on stage and he yelled about the witch hunt for a bit. B but then he got distracted by the idea of the 15 flusher shit that he definitely just took. <laughs> and that's when his ridiculous brain jumped to the topic of exploding dishwashers <laughs> out of nowhere. He's just like, remember the dishwasher? And <laughs> the crowd is like, since the last time we saw one? Yes, I guess. <laughs> we we Yeah, no, we remember the dishwasher, sir. Go ahead. And he continued, you press it, boom, there'd be like an explosion. What there? Five minutes later, you open it up, the steam pours out, 
the dishes, end quote. He almost finished the sentence. <laughs> Not quite. And then he added, now you press it 12 times. What? No idea what the fuck he's talking what? about. I have no okay. idea. There's two very important things what? to keep in mind about this. One, he absolutely thinks that a dishwasher uses some kind of flush mechanism that you have to push multiple <laughs> times. Two, someone in the White House knows where this kick comes from, right? Like, yeah. someone put together charts and graphs about water pressure in Flint and collected the data, and now he's just sitting there watching MSNBC. Sinks don't work anymore. <laughs> well, well, no, no, look, but it's because he's trying to justify removing still more of the safety regulations standing between us and our drinking water, and he has to find a way to sell these damn hippies in their arsenic-free water to his base. <laughs> But luckily, he knows they're not good enough at math to know how many times they flushed. So sure, they'll buy this. No, <laughs> they do not. And uh, also, circling back to the meme idea, as long as we're doing meme stuff, I really want Nancy Pelosi to send Mitch McConnell a courier with the impeachment charges. But it turns out to be Rick Astley for a live-action Rickroll. That's what she needs to do. That, she needs to do several, like a big series of shit like that, starting with the Rickroll prank. Like, McConnell would have no idea what happened, but I still want to see that. Like I want it on camera, like where his aides have to react to what's happening, and that will be fun. You to okay, so me up. you know the internet? No. All right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and in Daddy John's news. A soaking wet Papa John stared, soaking wet, into a local news camera and claimed to have eaten 40 Papa John's pizzas in 30 days, and it's all Colin Kaepernick's fault. Okay, I think Eli checked out of the headlines and started narrating porn again. What's happening? You nope, all right? Nope, nope. Uh, so I'm going to be honest. This story is just over a month old, but you know yeah. what? I'm not on Facebook anymore, so... Oh, really? You haven't mentioned it. You're not on uh, Facebook? <laughs> the point is, we as a cast, we as a brand, did not get to discuss this in its every fucking detail, so <laughs> I'm declaring time travel. So, here's the story. Back in 2017, Papa John's decided to sponsor several NFL games. However, around the same time, the country was in an uproar about which was worse, shooting unarmed black people in astronomical numbers or kneeling to commemorate those people. Whatever the case, John Schnatter, the founder of Papa John's Pizza, took to the airwaves to blame NFL leadership for hurting his stock prices by not shutting these protests down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he alienated the majority of Americans by weighing in on the wrong side of a contentious political subject as a means of explaining away his low stock prices. Right. <laughs> yep. So then his board of directors point out that shutting the fuck up would be way better for business. There you go. And they asked him how he planned to separate himself from the alt-right that sort of celebrated his statements very publicly. And on that conference call with his board of directors, he compared himself to Colonel Sanders and said... Not a good angle. Nope. Real almost quote, Colonel Sanders called blacks N-words, except he what? did not super-de-duper say N-words. He just said no. that word. <laughs> yep. All right. What about compromise? 
quarter black lives matter. That's what we're going with. <laughs> Kaepernick's still blacklisted, but we allow quadroons. That's what, why is my stock price not doing better? What's happening? But but what the fuck point was he making? <laughs> right? Board of directors comes in on Monday. He's holding a bloody samurai sword over the reeking corpses of Taiping rebels going, come on, guys. People love General So's chicken. This is fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> right. So he was fired or quit or whatever. The outrage machine that cancel culture does to proud, upstanding business owners just because they use a little hate speech. Yeah, Fuck right, Harry but- Potter forever. Go ahead. <laughs> the competing narratives are that he was fired for using hate speech or that he quit for him using a hate speech you decide (laughs) (laughs) well this november he sat down with local kentucky tv station in a high school gymnasium to set the record straight (laughs) now let me say this interview is just over 22 minutes long and every goddamn second of it is comedy gold. If this were on purpose, I dare say it would be the single best thing ever created by man. But like the breathtaking views of Wahiki Island and the soul-sucking sights of Mount Rushmore, there are certain beauties only nature can create. Sorry, Eli, real quick. Do you think Mount Rushmore is a naturally occurring phenomenon? Moving on. However, here are a few highlights from the interview. So, Papa John blames the people who took over for him for his saying a racial slur during a conference call, and he's not afraid to say it. Quote, Steve Ritchie, Olivia Kirtley, and the board of directors all used the black community and a race as a way to steal the company. They stole the company, and now they've destroyed the company. End quote. (laughs) He's literally arguing that the real victim here are the blacks. So that's... (laughs) It's pretty amazing. It's not how he said it, but yeah. (laughs) He he went on, quote, but it's not just the company that's hurting, it's the product. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days, and it's not the same pizza. It's not the same product. It just doesn't taste as good. The way they're making the pizza is just not fundamental to what makes a Papa John's pizza and 100% real quote. (laughs) I used to be able to really taste the hate. They've ruined it. They've ruined it since I've left. It's weird that he picked four thirds of a pizza to have every day also. How did he decide on that? I just, I'm sorry. The taste is off, John. Really? Really? Of the Papa John's pizza? The pizza's so good you have to serve it with a cup of dipping sauce and some peppers so your customers will remember what it is to taste? What's wrong, man? Was the ketchup paste failing to mingle sufficiently with a pasteurized cheese food product? Oh, fuck you. The kept biting taste. into the box because it was tastier. Uh, but worry not, fans of pizza and racism. Schnatter has a comeback planned as he concluded the interview before standing up and walking away still wearing a lavalier mic. Stay tuned. <laughs> the day of reckoning will come. The record will be straight. End quote. He's so dumb. He tries to... It's amazing. It's not on the radio website, but it is on YouTube. He tries to leave, and then the newscaster has to be like, "Uh, Mr. Schnatter, you're still wearing our our mic. And then he has to like, oh. (laughs) 
I want. I got it. I got it. Stop helping me. Stop helping me. I will get it. I will get it. I had 40 pizzas in 30 days. I'm a little bit plump. <laughs> Step away. And finally tonight, in I'm legally obligated to use the pun space farce here news. Phenomenal. As though it was a goddamn marketing tie-in with the rise of Skywalker, Trump officially launched the Space Force in all its glorious apartheid on Friday <laughs> when he signed the 2020 National Defense Authorization Act. So he took a victory lap, or at least told his doctor to claim in front of cameras that he could have if he wanted to, at a signing ceremony at Joint Base <laughs> Andrews. And, of course, that meant he had to say words. Specifically, quote, Space is the world's new war-fighting domain. This was what? scripted, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So you know he told some speechwriter to remove the word theater for sounding too gay right there. <laughs> anyway, continuing. Among grave threats to our national security, American superiority in space is absolutely vital. And we're leading, but we're not leading by enough. And very shortly, we'll be leading by a lot. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> so... Trump read the butter battle book and his takeaway was space butter. Let's go. <laughs> space guns, space guns, something. No, no. That was the mistake they made. They really didn't escalate to outer space in that Dr. Seuss book. That was why the butter side up or the butter side down people didn't win as easily. Whatever. Who won? All right, so you whatever we're doing a space force. <laughs> All right, so U.S. military officials were quick to make this sound like a serious thing and stressed that the space force wasn't intended for putting combat troops in space. And while it doesn't specifically say this in any of the news stories, I'm sure the guy who said that paused and looked Trump in the eye for like a five count right <laughs> after he said it. Okay. It, Instead, okay. the military was given a chunk of money and told to call some damn thing the space force so Trump would stop talking about it at meetings and shit. So they're basically consolidating all the shit that we were already doing to protect communication satellites and shit, but, you know, maybe with a logo. <laughs> Trump, he's like that regional manager for TGI Fridays, shows up at your restaurant like once a year, and now he wants you to bartend based on the art of war that he read <laughs> yesterday. You have to, like, hold vodka bottles like a fucking sword for a day until that <laughs> asshole leaves. Except with the Air Force. It's yes, that, but right. with the goddamn yep. U.S. Air Force. Yeah, and instead of vodka, it's a $100 million death machine. But yes, it's exactly that moment. Jesus right. Christ. Well, and to be clear, too, so when your uncle brings this shit up at Christmas dinner or whatever, ceremony or no, there's no such goddamn thing as the Space Force. We're not talking about a genuine branch of the military. It's 200 people with a budget of 40 million bucks. Okay, the, the the Pentagon already spends over fourteen billion dollars a year on space operations. So what we're talking about is like a, a budget increase of less than a third of a percent. And it's not like they're actually launching a separate branch of the military. It's still going to be the same department, the Department of the Air Force, just like space operations always were, because it's already stupid for our military force to be divided up by element like some half-assed neo-pagan ritual. And adding to the redundancy would be the height of idiocy. So what actually happened is they nominally increased the budget for satellite defense and told the president that, yes, he could make laser noises now. And I want a wood force. I want a wood force now, too. <laughs> and it might be the best thing he ever does. 2019, uh, people. 
It's almost over, and 2020 is not going to be better. <laughs> oh, let's hope the last month will. Oh. <laughs> Don't you feel like Trump has like one of those, you know, old kings type situations where they have like the risk board on a table in like their castle room and like the little pieces to show the armies? But somebody was like, okay. There you go. We put a fucking thing that says Space Force on it, too. You have a couple pieces to do that now. Great. And he was like, yay! And he moved around. And that was it. That's what's been done. Laser splash. <laughs> I win. I win. God, can't we just get him into Warhammer? He'll be so distracted. <laughs> I guarantee you if we just got the president, to, if someone straight face taught him Warhammer and said it was important, we would have fucking dead silence for the rest of his term. Um, Very, very likely he's going to choke on a piece and die and that will be the dead silence. Either so way. everybody wins. There we go. Don't introduce Donald Trump to Warhammer. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please no, keep doing that. Fun. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like... Peter, Julie, Galeru, Scott, Jess, Holly, and Not Vague Brian, Corey, and Kyle, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas can go under my mistletoe anytime. I'm offering to blow you. And whether or not you're feeling financially <laughs> benevolent like those fine people, am I allowed to do that? I don't Feel think like. so. To whatever yeah. legal extent I'm allowed to offer to blow you, I offer to blow you. Maybe zero, if that's not legal. That's Our the Patreon amount. Our Patreon offers for me to fuck people's dad. I think you're allowed to offer to blow okay. <laughs> I'm not offering a quid pro blow here. I'm just saying I'll blow you. There you go. And if you enjoyed a brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows. The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Did you spell evening station? I did. Or did you spell Tuesday station? Tuesday. Tuesday. He spelled S T A T I O N. Yep. Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> what are the days of the week? Monday, station, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, cat play, <laughs> Sunday, Monday, station. station. <laughs> <laughs> I'm caught in a loop. <laughs> Are we definitely allowed to do this ad legally? Yep. Okay. Um, are you saying yeah? <laughs> that was great to be like, oh no, Eli said that. That's no, it's nothing. That's nothing. That's not words. I don't know why I said yes. I'm never asking you when I'm asked. <laughs> Serious question. Because even though Matt Bevan will have no bodyguards or this this part feels <laughs> <laughs> the original draft of this has <laughs> it's my follow up line. <laughs> <laughs>
This is the edited version. You're welcome. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, somewhere the CIA has the original. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. My CIA guy keeps killing himself. It's a fun office (laughs) prank to give me to the new guy. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.